welcome to At Dyslexic Life with Joe Reese, the podcast, episode 17, people. Um, I hope everybody's had a great week. Um, I've done a whole classic dyslexic thing here that um, I had all these great ideas of things that I wanted to talk to you about and haven't written them down because I was like, they're such good ideas, I won't forget them. And gone to write my list of things I want to talk to you about. And I've got a page full of things, but none of them were the brilliant things that I wanted to talk to you about. So anyway, there we have it. So let's start with the most exciting and the most relevant thing, Harry on traitors. Uh, If you follow me on social media, you'll know that I have talked about this week, that this week on social media. Um, On Sunday, I did a little video because I was... I got this really big gut feeling. I've had it from the beginning that Harry, who was on BBC Traitors, had a dyslexic profile. Not because of his weaknesses, but because of his strengths. Um, And I did a post on social media, kind of trusting my gut, highlighting all of the strengths. Um, And very excitingly, um, Harry from the Traitors actually commented and told me that I was absolutely right. So... All of those people that were telling me that I didn't know what I was talking about, clearly I have got a dyslexic sixth sense and I spotted him. And like I say, quite often people look for things that dyslexic people do wrong, if that makes sense. So interestingly, underneath my video, lots of people had pointed out things to do with spelling, things to do with speech and pronunciation. But actually, quite often, when I kind of get a feel that somebody has dyslexia, it's not necessarily what they do, it's what they don't do. Um, And I really wish I could put my finger on it and bottle it, because if I did, I feel like I'd be able to share really clearly share dyslexic strengths with you but I think he is just a brilliant example of how it how people with dyslexia read people they can adapt really quickly they're used to being very resilient they're used to having to find another way around something and kind of think slightly differently to everybody else he's brilliant at building relationships everybody really trusts him um so yeah that's been quite exciting this week um the other thing that's been quite exciting for me this week is um just before christmas i was approached by tiktok uk to take part in a project they're doing at the moment where they're trying to um raise the voices and uh, uh, amplify that's the word i was looking for couldn't think of the word amplify the voices of smaller communities on tiktok Um, And very excitingly, I don't even know that that's a word, excitingly, excited. Anyway, basically, I I had a meeting with some people um, that I was probably old enough to be their mum. But anyway, I had a meeting with these two incredible girls and they were like, you know, we really love your content. We'd really love you to to create a three video series for us about how you've used TikTok to build a community um, of dyslexic people. Um, So the first video went live on the TikTok UK page yesterday. Interestingly, with these ones, I'm not allowed to share them on my page. So you'll have to go to TikTok UK if you want to have have a look at that. But yeah, that was quite exciting. Not just for me. I think it's exciting for the dyslexic community because it means that we've got a voice um, somewhere other than on a 
dyslexic page. Um, and obviously it will stay, even if it doesn't have very, very, very many views straight away, it will be on that page kind of all the time. So I feel like that's that's quite exciting, um, getting the dyslexic voice heard and getting dyslexia in a forum where people can discuss about it and learn it. So I feel like my speech is very dyslexic this morning <laughs> in terms of I'm not really... Um, stringing sentences together very well am I anyway but it's called dyslexic life with Joe Reese and we take the uh, dyslexic moments with the non-dyslexic moments um so yeah so those are the exciting things that have been happening this week I think the other thing I wanted to share with you and I guess it's a bit of a vulnerable thing really is lots of people with dyslexia don't trust their inner voice they don't trust their confidence um or they or they lack confidence that was really dyslexic that was not what I meant to say at all I think they lack confidence in their ability because they constantly the nature of dyslexia is we make lots of errors and those errors we are often not aware that we've made an error until somebody points it out that fills us with shame that fills us with embarrassment and actually, it, it kind of makes our confidence inside smaller and smaller and smaller, if that makes sense. And over a period of time, if that isn't managed well, it negatively impacts our confidence. It stops us pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone and it keeps our voice small and it keeps us acting small. Um, and I think, you know, I didn't get my diagnosis until I was 34. So I had a lot of years of that happening to me that I didn't understand. And I'm still trying to unpick that now. And I think whilst I often do look confident on the outside, and obviously I talk a lot about dyslexia on social media, I don't always feel it on the inside. I still over deliver. I still compensate at times. I've talked about that before, particularly around kind of my children's schooling and making sure email and things are right um but actually I was approached by a really good a, a really good friend that I'd met met online Emma Kirkham go and check her out if you want to and she's recently retrained as a hypnotherapist and is focusing on something called heart healing and she we were having a discussion and she said I really really want to do some heart healing with you around trust and you being able to trust yourself anyway Last Friday, I did that piece of work and the impact has been really quite incredible in terms of the place that it kind of took me back to and the trauma was not a trauma that I'd ever particularly identified before, um, but kind of identifying that kind of root cause of where kind of that lack of trusting in myself had come from five days later, has already had quite a profound effect. Now, I'm not suggesting that everybody needs to go and have heart healing, but I think what it is worth thinking about is so often people ask me um, on social media or when I'm coaching or when I'm doing assessments, like, how do I cope with dyslexic mistakes? How How do I develop more confidence? And there is no quick fix for developing confidence, for sure. It is not something that comes overnight. It, and sometimes it is about we do have to do the work kind of underneath 
so not necessarily heart healing, but we might need to have some sort of counselling or some sort of coaching. We're likely going to need to invest in ourselves in some way to do some sort of work to readdress that, that trauma or those negative things that have happened in the past in order to overcome them. And it doesn't need to be anything massive. Like literally, this wasn't that this wasn't my trauma. But you know, when I when I think about the kids that I talk to or the adults that I talk to, some sometimes that trauma is as simple as they were asked to read aloud in class. They couldn't read. They couldn't read the word correctly. People laughed at them. People kind of underestimated them, and that is enough to kind of stop them ever kind of giving anything kind of different a go ever again so actually I think it's worth just having if you are lacking confidence in yourself looking at counselling or therapy therapeutic input something that can help you kind of look at where those root feelings are coming from and if that isn't an option for you and you think well actually I genuinely don't know where to start with my confidence one thing you can do is really think about what you're really good at, what you're really good at, what do you really enjoy, how can you develop that skill. So it could be sewing, it could be model making, it could be it could be a sport, it could literally be anything. But what do you really enjoy? What kind of comes really naturally easy to you? And oh, do you know what? This has just prompted me to remember what it was I was actually going to talk to you about and I'm going to end on that in a minute but I think it's about finding something that you really enjoy and that you're feeling resilient with that you can slowly but surely kind of build that skill up because actually if you can develop a skill that you enjoy you'll find that you develop strategies that can support you in areas that you perhaps don't enjoy or don't find as difficult but also It might be that you can be really brave and create a business out of the thing that you are really good at um, and that you can leave your workplace and that you can use your entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial, sorry, I really can't talk today at all, can I? Entrepreneurial dyslexic strengths to create a business, even if it's just a side hustle to begin with. So yeah, so confidence, I think, is really important. And the thing that I'm going to leave you with is a question I get asked so often by parents who have dyslexia who are then parenting dyslexic children is how can they support their own children and if we're thinking about confidence quite often that can be a place a place to start but also I know that it lots of parents are meaning in terms of helping with schoolwork and we can talk about that on another day but one of the things that I have actively done to support my children is model learning something new and actually I did this before I even knew before I had my own children and before I even knew I had dyslexia when I trained to become a teacher I felt like it was really important that I continued to push myself out of my comfort zone and learn something new. So I think as an adult, it can be very easy to forget what it is like to learn something new. And it's actually really blooming difficult at times and you have to be resilient and there's a definite skill set around that. So I made a promise to myself when I trained to be a teacher that I would constantly challenge myself to do different things and learn new skills. And you'll know that I've done that. So one year, everybody got uh, 
patchwork blankets for Christmas because I taught myself to sew. Um, I've run marathons, so I've taught myself how to run and push me out of my comfort zone that way. Um, I've done all sorts of things in the past, but one of the things I do at the moment is I do a weekly tap lesson. Now, I love tap dancing, but I find it really difficult. And actually, it wasn't until I went back to tap as an adult after I got my diagnosis, I realised why. And it's because of processing, because actually I can't process the language, the names of the steps as quickly as doing them. Um, so actually I've developed a really good strategy now. I just need to learn it really slowly and slowly but surely speed it up. But also hearing the rhythm, clapping the rhythm is actually a better way for me to learn than knowing the names of the steps and almost like copying because there's no language to process. So I've actually discovered a strength there through doing something I enjoy. But actually that thing I enjoy isn't necessarily always easy, but how brilliant does it feel when you learn something new? It also means I remember what it's like to be in an uncomfortable situation because learning, you are in an uncomfortable situation. You do have to be resilient. Um, So that was something that I really wanted to share with you. So that's it for today. If you're new to the podcast, please do go back and listen to previous episodes. Please do subscribe to the podcast and share far and wide if you can and leave a review if you can. Um, I realised when I launched the podcast, I didn't really launch it in the best way to get traction because I was just like, I'm just going to launch this. And if it just serves one person, it's just going to serve one person. It's actually serving quite a lot more people than that, but not necessarily consistently. Um, And it would be great to get a bit more traction with it. So if you do know anybody that you feel would benefit from listening to it whether it's a teacher whether it's a work colleague please do point them in the direction of the podcast and all that is left for me to say today is always look on the dyslexic side of life it's great it's great it's great it's great dyslexic strengths harry to win the traitors we'll find out next week see you later bye